0: don't build themselves. Hey, I'm Alex Terranova, and this episode of the Dream Mason podcast is going to be unique and a little different from past episodes for a few reasons. First, this is our first thruple. Now, if you don't know what a thruple is, please don't Google it. You will not like what you find. I'm kidding. Kind of. I actually haven't Googled it, but regardless of what you find online, I'm not responsible for that. For the purposes of this episode, a thruple is three of us. So the second thing that makes this episode a little different and unique is on this episode, we're going to be talking about spirituality. And for many of you, that's exciting. For some of you, it's terrifying. And for the rest of you, you might actually have no idea whether you like, love, don't like, or even might just be unclear on what your relationship to spirituality actually is, but stick with us. So on this episode, we're going to take a peek into how spirituality and religion, in many cases, was introduced to us in our lives, the impact it had on us, and how we as conscious, intentional adults have chosen to empower or disempower those beliefs and stories. My guests and I will be sharing from our own experiences, as well as some of the things we've come across with our clients. We intend to explore and expand on how spirituality, religion, and the stories and beliefs we've created as children impacted and continue to impact us as adults, and how we can reinvent our relationship to spirituality to empower our lives so we can create the lives we desire and support us in accomplishing and achieving more of our goals and our dreams. Now, I'm really excited to have the pleasure to introduce to you my two guests. First, we have Catherine Wood. Cat, as I like to call her, is brilliance, love, kindness, generosity. She is a powerful coach and leader. Catherine is a former government economist who collected degrees. She's trained for two marathons, she loves Latin dancing, And now she's a professional certified coach and entrepreneur. She's the CEO and founder of Unbounded Potential, and she leads transformational retreats across the globe. And our other wonderful guest today is Melanie Piaz, who likes to ask, are you sexy, successful, and sleeping alone? I love that. So Melanie is a relationship career and life coach. She's also a divinely magical spirit. She is love, adventure, and fearlessness. Before Melanie was a coach, she was a social worker, and she also traveled the globe as a solo backpacker. And then there's me. I'm Alex Terranova. I'm a Dream Mason. I'm a performance and mindfulness coach. I work with leaders, creators, and innovators, those brave enough to build their dreams. If you're a high performer looking for an edge with the desire to expand your leadership, generate more money, more time, and feel more fulfilled, Working with me will support you in making that life a reality. Now, if you haven't already, please support me and this podcast by subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes, Google Play, or YouTube. Follow me, InspirationalAlex, on Instagram, and share this podcast with a friend. Thanks for listening to all that. Thanks for being here. Now, let's get into this. I'm so glad you guys wanted to do this. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being in a... We're doing a live... Well, it's not live, but we're doing it in person. I never get to do Dream Mason podcasts in person. And this is the first Dream Mason podcast that's a thruple.
1: Woohoo!
2: So
0: I... (laughs) Kat and Melanie, how are you guys?
1: I'm great. I'm happy to be
2: here. Doing well, enjoying the California sunshine.
0: This is uh Yeah, we're in sunny San Diego. So we're going to talk about, well, is there anything that you guys want to share about yourselves? Like outside of like the bios that I introduced you guys with, is there anything that you want to share before we jump into this topic of spirituality and religion? And this is, I should say this is an extended bricks. It's like multiple bricks, like a pile of bricks. I don't know. Um,
1: beyond my bio and spirituality... You don't have to. I think that we're going to get, we'll really get into it with all of this. Mm
2: -hmm. I'm excited to talk about spirituality because I think, you know, like as a coach, we're always doing our own work and I know that spirituality is definitely the area of my life where I'm leaning into and um, gaining access to a greater connection to spirit. So I feel like this conversation is hugely in service of that. Gaining a closer relationship to spirit.
0: Yeah. For me, I think that the thing that I would like, I, I noticed that we, some people use spirituality or religion that to really push themselves forward. And then there's those of us that don't, or it actually holds us back or it gets in the way. And I think one of the, I didn't ever think that when I trained as a coach, spirituality would be part of the training process. And now you know, a few years down the road, I see how valuable it is. So it's cool that we are co-creating this conversation together. I mean, come on, you gotta, don't you know, you gotta turn your ringers off.
1: <laughs> you <know what's laughs> on. I never have it on.
0: Um, so where should we start?
1: Uh, at the beginning, I, I think that, um, maybe having all of our backgrounds, and where it came... Like, how how the beginning of our stories have unfolded now might give people a foundation of where we are, and then...
0: So what's your beginning?
1: My beginning? (laughs) Um, Baptism in a Catholic church, and I have a a very Catholic family on both sides, Irish and Paraguayan Catholics, Um, and I grew up going to church every Sunday. My sister went to Catholic universities and it's a it's a big part of the tradition in my family and the way that we connect when we are together so it's still a valid part of my life although I I don't go to a Catholic church anymore um so that's that would be the the foundation of how spirituality came into my life is through Catholicism and then Christianity and kind of now it's um so I've heard people call it a religion like buffet Christianity, you take pieces of everything so i have like a giant ganesh statue in my that's house Awesome. and you just yeah you take what you want you leave the rest um everything that's in the buffet can still be there if you don't want the shrimp cocktail you leave it let somebody else have it so that's kind of how i take spirituality is that all of it has its place and not all of it is mine
2: that's pretty awesome i feel like my journey's been pretty similar i was raised irish catholic went to church every week with my mom my whole childhood and I think for me growing up religion was the way I felt like I was doing things right I was the exemplary student that the the daughter who always went to church I was a Sunday school teacher I did mission work in high school to the Dominican Republic with my church I was the one my deacon wanted to send away for the summer. In service of becoming a nun (laughs) but the sad thing was is you know there's lots of traditions in Catholicism and it's really simple to say the prayer the right way or follow the proper order and feel like you were doing things like well and correctly and that they were completely devoid of a deeper meaning and I know it's not like that for a lot of people but for me, I got so great at doing things perfectly and looking so proper and correct in my Sunday best that I never got that deeper connection to spirit that I always craved until a lot later in life.
0: Nice. Um, man, I was, of course, I was like the bad kid. Uh, for no. all That's <laughs> shocking, right? So the thing for me is, first of all, I'm none of it connected. I remember being I mean I was seven years old and I told my parents I didn't believe in God. like I, for some reason, at a really early age, was like just completely disconnected from anything bigger. It was very much like if you can feel it, touch it, see it, taste it, then it's real and if you can't, then it's not. And I remember being like very aware of that as a little kid and I think it's really cool to see where it's gone now and to like how spiritual I am, but and then another thing happened for me. So my dad, it grew up Catholic and my mom's Jewish. And I remember as like same around that same age, I always had it that like everything for me was about being cool. That was like the, the way to live life was like, find the way to be cool and just like carve that path. And like everything would work. And as a kid, Jewish just never seemed like it was cool. That's not necessarily the truth of the situation, but as a little boy, I just didn't feel like it was cool and fell into the box of cool. So not only was I forced to do things that I didn't want to do and didn't believe in, but then I was also forced against the grain to go down a path that was like completely at odds with like who I was trying to be. And so it was a constant battle and fight that I could never win because who listens to an 8-year-old or a 9-year-old or a 10-year-old? And my parents weren't going to let me choose. So it was always... It's actually the one place in my life that I think I feel shame because I wasn't heard or seen. That while, yes, the reasoning as like the not cool was probably silly, but as a little kid, I was super like, this is how I feel and nobody listens to me. So I went through my entire life basically if you told me you believed in god i would've been like you're an idiot like you don't like i was i went so far against that when i would go on dates if somebody told me they were religious i'd be like well this is i'm never going to date you again basically um, so i'm actually really glad to have gotten past like all of those things and found something completely new for myself how does this relate to you know when we we're all We're all coaches and and, and we all coach like similarly but all differently and we all work with different kinds of people. How do you see this conversation working into your practice, your business, your goals, (coughs) your health?
2: (laughs) Well, you know, my coach told me something like really profound a couple months ago. (coughs) It's sorry, totally bless you.
1: <laughs> Dry.
2: Throat. Um, I think about it cons- like all the time. She said, she's like, Kat, you know that you're a spiritual being doing human work and not the other way around, right? And you know, that really struck me because I think that oftentimes we walk through life thinking we're doing it alone. And that no one has us that we can't trust or rely on anyone else that it's like us or the highway and especially when we're entrepreneurs you know like the entrepreneurial journey can be so lonely at times so to feel like that you are divinely protected or guided by some being larger than you it's such a just a beautiful place to play in gives me access to so much more freedom and ability to not take things so seriously. Enjoy the process a little more. Not rush to the destination. Not feel like I need to actually get somewhere else. But actually that I'm right where I'm meant to be. I think that um, that's something I work a lot with my clients on. Because when you can truly be here in the present moment and in the now. First of all you create a lot more successful powerful results in business but you also get to enjoy the ride and if you're enjoying the ride you're going to create more success
0: i like the idea the that, that there's something else in the sense of when i started to have like a spiritual conversation at first it was like oh i'm gonna sit back we have, a, we have a fourth podcaster here that's licking my hand, which is Pilot, our mascot for the episode. He won't stop licking my hand. Ah, uh, this is the universe showing me love, kissing you. Um, So I had, a, I had a huge breakthrough. I remember the moment I was actually in the shower and I had this thought where I used to think that I had to do it all by myself. And I think this is a very masculine thing. Like men are like, I got to do, I got to fix. I got to just like keep going until I've like solved the problem or done the thing. And like life didn't work. Like life, I mean, it was fine. I was doing okay, but like it just wasn't working. And then when I tried to have breakthroughs around spirituality, which started with like kind of pop culture-y spirituality, I want to say, like like law of attraction stuff or The Secret, it was like, oh, if I just like think about things positively, they'll manifest. And the breakthrough I had this day in the shower was I realized that I had just flipped the coin to the opposite side. So instead of me doing it all without anyone's help, I was like looking for the universe to do it all without me doing anything. Like, I'll just sit on the couch and eat a sandwich and imagine good things and they will show up. And the breakthrough came because I had just, I don't remember what I had done but or accomplished but it was big in the moment. And I realized that it was done in partnership, that there was some trust or faith in something bigger. And there was me actually taking action on the ground. And that moment, something just connected. And I remember feeling almost like I was held, like, like the universe like had me and that shifted everything. And it changed. Now I have conversations with the universe. I like, I really believe that it is a co-creation and a partnership. Like we have to actually do it together. And I think it's just more fun. Like I actually get to, I get to kind of have like a, a, like an invisible partner, like an invisible co-pilot that when cool things happen, I get to be like, thank you for that and be grateful for it and not just it be about me. There's something bigger at play.
1: Yeah, I like that, the partnership part because for me, it, how it's tied into what I do now is a lot with, um, my gifts that I used to think of as a hindrance to me, like being empathic. What I used to think is I just cry when people cry or I get angry when people are angry and it meant that I had no control over myself. And, um, now seeing it as just access to a really strong intuition I am able to use that in my coaching and really be there in the moment with my clients. And, or even, I mean, even in my relationships, not just in what I do with my work, but what I do with people. Um, I still have the gift that I had before, but I'm viewing it as a gift and the gift was given to me. So like you said, that gratitude part of being able to thank your partner in uh, like spiritual partner in that. Um, so it's made me more grateful for who I am, how I show up in the world and the things that have always been true about me as opposed to trying to fix them or get rid of them or apologize for them. Um, So I think a good step would be just accepting them, but beyond accepting them, I'm, I'm grateful for them and then using them to support me and other people. And I think that's only possible through a spiritual relationship, knowing that you're connected to the rest of the world in some way beyond what we can see.
0: Will you tell us more about your gifts?
1: <laughs> sure. I'm like, please do. Yeah, right? <laughs> like you just
0: like dropped it out there.
1: Well, yeah. So what I was saying, like when it started out, I the I think the first time I can think of it being really obvious to me was that I was walking in the grocery store in an aisle and I started getting really sad and like I I got teary eyed and I wanted to I wanted to cry and I didn't know why. There was nothing sad about the freezer section. But <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's a lot of things sad about the freezer section. Okay, but there's like a, not
1: the, boohoo sad, right? if you spend a like, lot
0: of time in the freezer section there's something sad. <laughs> about okay.
1: <your> <laughs> so but then I went into the next aisle and there was a woman on the phone and she was crying. And I I felt resonant with, like, those tears that were in my eyes. They were hers. They weren't mine. And that kind of clicked for me that this happens to me frequently. Um, And then, you know, it ended up being, like, playing seance with some friends when I was 13. Because we saw it in the movie. And um, there were about 12 girls and we were sitting in a circle. And one of them had lost a friend. And I was nervous that I was going to be making it up. So... I told her to just think of some things in her head that that girl would have known. And I held a pen with another girl and we just wrote out all of the things that she was thinking. And I said them, you know, it was it was like they had jumped on a trampoline and they were wearing a bunch of tank tops and she was like, how many tank tops were we were wearing? And I just said the number 13 and the girl started crying hysterically. Why would you be wearing 13 tank tops? How did I think of that? Uh, I have no idea. And so I realized that I either... Somehow channeled her thoughts or a uh, spirit, um, and that scared me a lot, but at first, I thought it was fun to play with, and people like other friends of mine who had lost friends or family members would come and talk to me about it, and I would somehow start getting messages from them that I could write with my hands like it would just automatically come out of me. it wasn't in my thoughts, it was just happening um, and then there was just this particular energy that would come and write nonsense and I didn't understand it and I couldn't make it go away. And so I just stopped doing it altogether around like age of 15. Um, And then I I picked it up again just a couple months ago and it has been like messages um, for me mostly and I can't tell if it's like my inner wisdom or an angel or, um, some other kind of energy, but I've been starting to look outside of just my experience kind of talking to other people who have done automatic writing or, um, people that have these kind of spiritual gifts. And so it's, it's new for me and I'm playing with where, um, like the people that I would resonate most with who, who understand it because to be honest, like I, I think only in the last week and a half, I've been open enough to really start talking to people about it and, um, being willing to grow it more to actually use it for other people. Um, or even just for myself on a solid level, but
0: I feel like it's... the dream Mason podcast has the exclusive.
1: You do. Yeah. i I've, I've told very select very like safe i guess people in my mind um but the idea of just having anybody who wants to listen to it hear it it's totally exclusively dream mason podcast
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i think something that was coming up for me as i was listening to you was because i would have been one of these people that would hear this and be like this is all nonsense like you're just these are just your thoughts that you're and I think the cool thing is in the breakthrough, we didn't talk a lot about how we went from, and we can if we want, how we went from like where we were as kids to adults. But I think the thing that I realized and what I was getting is like, I could still believe that, right? I could still believe that it's nonsense, but it doesn't actually matter. Like how, like who cares? It, all that matters is that you're actually getting value from this thing. That it's actually, you like the experience you're having. You're pulling, it's it's opening you up. Whether it's from your heart, your mind, spirit, God, whatever. It's, you're enjoying it. And if that's not what life is, then what's the point? Like, life is about, like, we actually get to decide the meaning that we want to put on things. We create it all the time. We're meaning-making machines. And I could think of this as, like, this is all bullshit and whatever. But how does that help me? Like, how does it serve me? Whereas if I'm open to, like who cares where it comes from, but the experience is positive. It actually enhances, it adds to versus pulls away from. And I think that for me was the thing that I that I got for myself when I had these breakthroughs was this place that I was coming from about religion. And I'm still not religious at all, but this place that I was coming from with religion wasn't adding to my life. It was just this negative cloud I was walking around with that didn't help or serve anyone, including myself. It was almost like I was carrying around anger And when I put it down, I created something super fun that I actually enjoy and that I play with and that kind of, I think, plays back with me. And it doesn't matter if people believe it or agree with it or not. Like, it's my life and it's my experience, which is probably the coolest part about it.
2: You know, you talked a little bit about, like, bridging that gap from where you came to where you are. And... I think for me, it's when I dropped the word religion and I just started empowering spirituality. Like, much like Mel, I think I went on this search to kind of figure out what fit me, you know, like in, and there were some really like pivotal, pivotal moments in my life where I like really got connected to spirit. I remember in high school, I had this, um, I joined this like youth group, like, a I think it was Christian, but to be honest, I don't even know. It was just like a spiritual youth group, and it was the first time in my life where I had this mentor would meet every week and we'd talk about like some Bible verses, read a couple passages. But she'd ask me, "What did you get from the sermon at mass on Sunday?" And it was the first time in my life that I actually was like called forth to start listening to the sermon. <laughs> <laughs> Because my whole life, I'd gone to church every Sunday, and I never listened to the sermon. I was just sitting properly, knowing when to kneel and stand. Just
0: looking, It looked good. Looked good. Yeah. Singing
2: the right lines, the notes. I was always proud of myself, because I was a pretty good singer. <laughs> but I never actually like took away the message. And from that day on, like I'd meet with this mentor every week, and I'd really start listening, so I could talk about the mentor, about the sermon and how it applied to my life. And it really struck me that there was like a deeper meaning to all of this that I just wasn't um, exploring or allowing. It changed everything for me. Like in college, I went to a Presbyterian's church with my best friend. In the Dominican, I tried out the Seventh-day Adventist, was really scared of the Mormons, but went to the Catholic church and felt a little out of place. And then I came to D.C. and I, like, found the Unitarian Universalists. And every step along the way, like, it didn't actually matter about the denomination. Like, it was just about the message and how it applied to my life.
1: Yeah, it's really connecting when it is about you and your life. And I think that's, a lot of the time in the Catholic Church, it's so much about the ritual when you're not taught to think of the message. Um... I found out I feel like it was pretty late in my life that Catholic mass is the same everywhere on the sun, on a Sunday the the readings are the same and you know the each priest can say whatever message, you know, his his homily, but if you have a reading, if you went to a Catholic church in DC, it would be the same reading as mine and the same as like my family in Paraguay, we'd all be hearing the same part of the Bible and I thought that was pretty awesome. I never knew that. Um, So I think that whatever path, if it's a religion or just a personal spiritual practice or a small group or whatever it is, as long as people allow themselves to be really connected with it and um, just not be alone, it can be really valuable. I guess depending on the message, you know.
0: (laughs) Why is this because any three people could sit around and talk about like their experiences with religion why do we actually care like why does this matter why is this conversation important
2: well for me it matters because i really feel like i'm divinely protected and i've always resisted considering that
0: why does it matter to anyone listening or to everyone listening
1: Because you, whoever's listening to this, have your story. No, i I don't know. Bob, <laughs> this is for you. But any, anyway, you, the person who can hear me right now, have a story. And your story started when you were a child. Someone probably started writing it for you. And then you either decided to keep going with the way that it was written for you, or you decided to scrap it and write a new story. Uh, or a combination of that or whatever. But the three of us sitting and talking about ours, I hope gives you access to thinking about yours and maybe even talking about yours, um, expanding on it or being aware of the messages that you're getting. That you're getting or that you're giving.
0: Yeah, I love that. Because it's like we didn't, none of us chose our story when it came to any of this. Like we, I mean, maybe there's some divine spirituality in it but in a way like our parents gave us something our parents imposed something or our com- our communities our churches our temples our teachers our friends parents like all these people had some impact when we were little and we started writing this version of what life was like and some of this was based on spirituality or religion or not right or or it wasn't at all and i think the empower- the the important thing about a conversation like this is it doesn't actually matter what you believe, whether it it be religion, spirituality, God, no God, but why? Like, what's actually behind it? You know, when I talked about where I was coming from, like, that shame or that place of the cool thing, was like, that's not helpful. That doesn't move, that doesn't help me in my life at all. And so to get around, like, why did I actually hold religion like this changed a lot of things for me. And then as a coach... I think the cool thing is I get to have these conversations with clients. So I had a, I had somebody on the phone the other day and they said to me, well, everything's in God's hands. And so they didn't have to, do. they were like, didn't have to choose or make a decision about this thing they wanted. And I thought that, and I, and I just actually have invited them into the conversation where I went, so why do you get out of bed in the morning? Like, if it's just in God's hands, why isn't God just delivering all your goals right up to your doorstep or all the things you need? And they kind of went, well, what do you mean? And I was like, well, you just said it's in God's hands, so it doesn't matter what you do. I'm just curious. I'm not saying, I'm not disagreeing. I just want to understand what that means. And the thing that we actually got to was what they really meant is they have faith that God is looking out for them. And they're, they're a religious person. But they also realize that they do need to do things here on the physical level. And that they were slightly disempowered by they always could default to that. And so it was like God was a way out. Mm-hmm. So if they didn't fee- if they felt stuck or stopped or challenged or confronted or uncomfortable, all they had to say was, well, it was in God's hands, and then they were kind of okay instead of taking a step further and going after more, chasing more, getting uncomfortable or doing that thing they wanted to do. And for them, that was like, oh, my God. And I was like, it doesn't mean that you don't have to believe in God as you do. But this actually empowers you to get more in the conversation with God, to increase your connection, to create more of what you want. Because my assumption is if you believe in God, that you actually think that God loves you and wants you to have a great life. So if you're not having a great life because of what you're doing, you're not actually honoring your commitment to God. I don't know if...
2: I think religion is an area of life where it's defined by how we were raised, oftentimes, whether we allow, accept, embrace, or reject those traditions that our parents or like, child caretakers instilled in us. And I think as adults, you know, and as coaches, we work with our clients a lot on figuring out who we actually are. And when you can separate... Those traditions that were instilled in you to discover what actually works for you and what you believe to be true, then you can create empowering relationships that actually serve you, protect you, and empower you. Like I love what you shared, Alex. That's so. It's so true, right? When we when we give up the notion that something is just um, there or an automatic, and we actually for a moment like accept it as the truth as our truth then we can create an empowering lens
1: yeah the I think that's really the difference it's the empowering lens or automatic and is the, the automatic is protection you know if you're it sounded like what you said about your client, the protection from, from having to be responsible was that it was in God's hands. And for you, when you were younger, the fact that everything would like, it was all up to you. It was protection from being impacted by other people. Um,
0: or waiting and it not happening. Right. Cause if it wasn't about me and I was like, it was about God, then I had to wait and hope and have this faith that was not dependable. And that was scary. Right? So it's all about survival and being safe and it doesn't sound like a good decision. What do you mean? I'm going to pray for something and just wait? That's not, that doesn't sound smart as like a little kid who wants things or has hopes and dreams.
2: You know, um, I don't have a lot of experience with the 12 steps but a lot of the principles of the 12 steps revolve around this idea of spirituality and religion and I guess spirituality more so than religion, but surrendering to the notion,
0: but you kind of have to believe in God. Yeah. Like if you don't believe in God, the 12, there's a, there's like kind of a stop in the 12 steps Mm
2: -hmm. or that there's something larger than God, you know, like whatever it's tic Tac in the sky or the universe or whoever God, the divine is for you. you like you have to surrender to those notions at some point. You you can't do it on your own. Cuz it you like if you were all on your own, you know, like if there were no being larger than you, it's a lot harder to explain some of the stuff that you have to deal with in life.
0: I heard a really I wish I remembered what it, who it was and what it was it was on a podcast, but I heard this guy and he was talking about don't even remember I wish I remembered even the name but they they basically defined it like there were two types of relationships and so there's relationships that are there's covenant relationships and I'm totally blanking I forget the other word but basically the two types of relationships were the, the covenant relationship is the relationship that you have with like your wife and your kids and maybe anyone else in your family like you love them no matter what in a in a in a kind of, I want to say historical world, that's how it was. You loved your, your wife or your husband because you said you would no matter what, and you loved your kids no matter what. And it actually represented your relationship to God because that was a no matter what. It didn't matter if they were, it wasn't like, I mean, imagine you're sitting at like a restaurant with your family and your kid spills his milk all over the table and you were like, I don't love you anymore. You're out of the family. Leave, change your last name, it's over. Like it would be, it'd be go start your own family. That, that's not our, that's not the way we relate to family, right? The idea is like family is always family. We love them no matter what. Now I think we've gone away from that as a, as a society, which is why likely there's so many more divorces and like people aren't connected with their families is we actually started taking love away based on behavior or giving it based on behavior and then the other relationship was, I forget the name of it, but it was like more about like your work relationship. Like you do a good job, you keep your job. You don't do a good job, you get fired. And there—and there's nothing wrong with either one, but there was always this line and the line has become blended. And I loved this when I heard it and whoever it was that talked about this also then talked about how you're, it, it kind of connects your relationship to God in the same way as your relationship to your family is the same experience that you have with your relationship to God, and that's why it was created, so you could have, so you could like practice that like in real, with a tangible thing, right? I get to practice my relationship to my partner, whoever it is, if I view it like that, the same way I would practice it with God. I just thought I was like blown away when I heard that, and and how screwed up in a way our world is. Because we're now applying behavioral standards to love. I don't know if I just took us off like a total another
1: You might have, but I like it. Um, it made me think of Marianne Williamson saying, "Everything is either an act of love or a call for love," which is, I mean, that's the what's it called? Um, Marianne Williamson and Gabby Bernstein and Oh,
0: their book, um, Course in Miracles.
1: That Course yeah. in Miracles. That's the like premise of it is that. It's either an act of love or a call for love um, and so the way that we treat our families it's that's what it is it's um, you know we're all either creating love between people that would be in service of our relationship or our, our desired relationship with God or we're feeling disconnected from it and and acting things out in that way
0: How do you guys' relationships to, you know, spirit now support you in what you're up to in life? Or not support you, I guess. Or it has both ways.
2: <laughs> well, you know, like, I think for me, a couple years ago, I had this really powerful experience where I was, like, ready to call in the one like, I really felt like I was ready to meet my, my person, you know, and I had a pretty bad track record, (laughs) so (laughs) I didn't have, like, a good, like, you know, baseline for comparison, but I really felt like I was ready to meet my, my person, and I think that spirit played a huge role in that, and I'm sorry, I'm, like, totally stuffy, but, um... I really feel like spirit played a huge role in my believing in the greater love that there was someone out there for me who wanted to love me as much as I, as much as love as I had to offer. And, um, you know, I really felt this, like this greater connection to spirit through time and practice that had me open my heart in ways that I'd closed it off. And, you know, I did, I did meet, I did meet my soulmate. And, um, and I think it was because I stopped trying to do it all on my own and allowed spirit to guide me. And I think that's kind of our work as coaches too, you know, like working with our clients to help them in giving up their, automatic habitual ways of doing things in life in order to create more empowering relationships and experiences and lenses through which we view and live our life to create different outcomes. You know, like I could have kept doing dating the same way I had been doing it and I'm sure I would have created lots more of the same type of relationship. I think that's how it goes You know, romance is one area, but I think it's the same in business and health and every other area. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go with the how it doesn't support me (laughs) for right now. (laughs) Um, I'm actually on the upswing of it because I'm, I'm opening up to it more, but my resistance to those gifts that I shared with you has been a detriment to what I'm up to in the world. Um like when I see my intuition as a good tool for coaching, but if I were to trust in it to its fullest ability, I would support my clients even on a greater level. Um, and I also see that, that the way that I'm going into my spiritual gifts and, and trusting them more and actually finding mentors that that have gifts similar to mine, I will have something even fully new to offer something that i'm not even aware of right now whether that's to my coaching clients or to other types of clients that i might create um or even just friends or or people at different kinds of services that i can support um and the resistance to it but because i'm scared that people will think it's not real or because uh, I used to, used to yeah. like, two weeks ago, used to say that um, I'm, like, if I go into this fully, I'm just going to be wearing a purple robe and have, like, 13 cats and a, and a crystal <laughs> ball. Um, but someone reminded me that there's an entire wizarding world of Harry Potter, and I don't have to be Madame Trelawney. I don't have to be, like, I don't have to go the craziest route in order to, to accept the magic, and so I can still I don't have to like give up all of me to be able to embrace the part that's coming out. So it hasn't supported me in the resistance, but i I believe I'm, like I said, on the upswing of it, where I'm not resisting as much and being willing to even talk about it here, um, is really supporting me and just accepting that I have some connection to spirit that that I didn't even think was allowed before in, in the spiritual practices that I had when I was younger.
0: For me, I think it's all about trust and faith in the sense of the same issues that I have with the universe I have with myself. Like it's an exact, all the problems I have, with faith and trust, I have with myself around faith and trust. I'm only willing to. I'm only willing to believe, as far as I can believe myself. It's such a crazy thing to like. I never like. I've, I've never said it like this, but as I was listening to you guys and thinking about how it impacts me, when I believe in myself and I have faith in my abilities to do all the things I want, all the things show up. And when I don't, they don't. Now, it could be, we could say it's like magic, but like the random people out there in the world have no idea what I'm thinking in my own space in my life. But when I'm disempowered and think I suck and don't have faith in my abilities, opportunities don't show up. But as soon as I suddenly change my perspective and my focus, it's like they're falling out of the sky. And sure, you could call it a coincidence, but there's too, there's too much track record of like how it goes. Mm-hmm. That coincidence like coincidences are things that happen like one time and make no sense. And they don't have any thing before or after to support it. This is like a repetitive cycle. And I think that the other thing is the connection that you find with other people. Like you, I was just in Joshua tree and I'd gone to this yoga class and I had just said, I want to be on more people's podcasts and I walk out of the yoga studio, which I had gone to the first day, and this, there's this girl standing outside talking to the woman about her podcast and how she wants to have more masculine men on her podcast. That's awesome. And I'm like, wait, this is of all... I could, there's like 20 yoga studios. Like I could have gone to any of them. I didn't have to go to that. Yes, could be coincidence, but like stuff happens all the time. And for me, it's actually about continuing to practice having faith and trust in myself and in doing that, I'm practicing having that with the universe. And then I think, you know, all the things can work and all the things can happen. And even when life punches you in the face and like beats you down, you know that that's actually, there's something on the other side of that too.
2: As you were talking about that experience at the yoga studio, I noticed that I like, I just get scared. Like, messages like that make me terrified. <laughs> And, um, and I just really get that that's like the place to lean into, you know, like not reject your, your gifts or access to intuition, spirit, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, just, it's just like really powerful, you know? And noticing it that, like, even us with practice in this area, that, like, fear still has us wanting to run the opposite direction.
1: <laughs> yeah, when you said that it made you terrified, I, I felt so connected. I was like, thank you. Because things like that happen to me all the time, too, where um, I'll be thinking of someone about a specific thing about that person, and they'll text me about that thing. Or I will... Hear a song or literally see billboards. <laughs> like when you're looking for a sign, i've I've, li- <laughs> I've had two different occasions with billboards that told me the thing that I was thinking or praying about or talking to someone about. and and they've scared me and and then those weren't enough. You also I also had to start automatically writing <laughs> um, things that weren't coming from my mind, and that it's been terrifying, and I've tried to run from it for more than 15 years and I just can't anymore. Um, and just by, just by you saying that you're like, it's terrifying too. It actually just made me feel like, okay, it's okay to be scared. And that, that had me feel more comfortable in, in still moving forward with it. I think that sometimes when people just say, I'm here with you, you can start walking again, even when it feels like it's down a dark alley. (laughs) But when we're talking about spirituality, it really isn't, or toward darkness, it's toward light, and we're just, I think, afraid of how light we actually are.
0: What's so funny about the fear thing, and I get it. And it's, I'm like thinking, I'm, I'm looking out this window at nature, right, at all these trees and everything, and I'm watching birds fly by as we're, you're, you guys are talking. And it's, it's funny that we think of, that we doubt or are afraid, or. Think of things as coincidences or not, because everything in life actually just works. The palm trees don't figure out how to grow, the trees don't figure out how to grow or like replicate themselves, the ocean doesn't figure out how to like come in and go back out. Everything in nature works perfectly. Even the the what is it, the the, like the food chain of animals, it's only humans that bust up the cycle of everything working. Everything works. 100% 100% rhythmically with each other. When, when volcanoes explode or there's earthquakes or things in nature, like it's all meant to be and supposed to be. It's only quote unquote bad or disasters because of how it impacts human beings. There was no natural disaster before a human being decided it was a disaster. And I am thinking that like it's so funny because every it, it works so perfectly, yet when we as human beings get involved, nothing works. And it's all a big mess, and there's like there's nothing coincidental about how the the earth works, how it rotates, where the moon is, where the sun is, where the other planets are. It's the same all the time and there's this natural rhythm. But when we as people get involved, all of a sudden we need to like explain everything or have everything figured out and things that, you know, there's a lot we can explain, but things we can't, we like make up meaning and reasons for. there's something in that that connects to spirituality of like, we're the only thing that's like not getting the message and we can actually just choose to get the message or choose to not get the message. Like we can fight against it, which is what I heard you and the thing wasn't working for you is like you're fighting against it. So it's not working.
1: And I think actually if we zoomed out on humanity, we are just as rhythmic as everything else. That we don't realize the rhythm because we're consciously aware of the fear and of the struggle. But if you watch a like, a video of a seed growing there's a lot of struggle of it try like the the vine trying to come out of the seed casing and it falling apart there, there is a lot of struggle in that but then it ends up it's just natural so we have we have natural struggle but when we zoom out of our whole lives or we zoom out of <laughs> all of humanity it really does all work i've never been through a struggle that i didn't end up like coming out the other side. I've survived every day of my life. All of us have survived every day of our lives. Cheers to that. Yeah. And we forget that because it always feels like the thing that we're in right now we'll never get out of no matter how much evidence that we do. So I, I really think that, that people are still in that same uh, rhythm. We just are so aware of all of the struggle of it, whereas like plants aren't thinking about how hard it is to grow. We're thinking of how hard it is to grow.
0: There's a line from Conversations with God. I don't remember which book it is. But they teach, he's, he asks God about our evolution as a species, like in enlightenment. And God's like, if you're on a football field, you guys would be like on like the 16-yard line. Your own 16-yard line. And he's like, our own 16-yard line. And God's like, it's pretty good. You used to be on like the four. <laughs> <laughs> um Anything you guys want to share, leave people with resources, tools, anything that you can offer as like support, or sh- you know, that you would leave people with in this conversation, whether they're empowered by spirit, disempowered. I'll go first if you want to think for a second. But so for me, if you're, I would have I have two things that I would give people. If this is a new conversation and you want to explore spirituality more, I would actually say read conversations with God. I
1: agree.
0: And if you can if you can be with the first book, and what I mean be with it is like if you're not fighting against all of it, but you actually just put down the need to agree or disagree with it and just read it to see what you get, the next two books are pretty amazing also in the series. If this if you're if you've been in the spiritual conversation for a really long time and you feel like you are very comfortable with it, then there's a book called Oneness by Rasha, R-A-S-H-A. And I, and my opinion is it's like conversations with God on crack. Like it's just vastly, it just, the conversation just goes vastly further and deeper. But I, I say that on purpose, like if this is a new, don't read that book if this is a new conversation. Uh, it won't make. I can want to say it won't make sense. Not because you won't be able to. It's just. I don't even know how to speak to it. It's like the. It's just like, out of this world almost in terms of the way the woman writes about spirituality and, and human beings and God.
2: There's a book I love called E Squared. It's by Pam Grout, and you know to this idea that we were talking about the power of manifesting and affirming what you want and how. Mel and I are both scared of it <laughs> this book like really it gives you exercises to um manifest what you want through your thoughts and it's powerful it's so powerful that I didn't finish it because I was
1: scared of it <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to try that one out uh on the realm of books I would say if if the part of being empathic resonates if you're new to it or even if You just haven't really encountered other people who experience it if that's if intuition and feeling is part of your spirituality or just part of your life um positive energy by judith orloff is an amazing reference for that um to just give you some tools to protect yourself from from being overwhelmed by your intuition and energy Uh, and also just to normalize it more and put it in terms that are easy to understand.
0: I and mean, I think if you want pop culture, Gabby Bernstein's a great place to go. <laughs> and I don't, I mean that in like, it's a very, uh, it's a very soft place to land for spirituality. It's powerful, she's powerful, she brings like so much good stuff. Uh, I think her book, The Universe Has Your Back. It's just an easy place to step into without getting, without getting beat up by it or feeling like it's too much or overwhelming. Hey, thank you both for doing this. Thanks for having us. Kat, you're in San Diego visiting. You didn't have to take time to do this, but I appreciate you. Um, And, you know, you're just here, Melanie. So appreciated. But but for real, (laughs) thanks for actually, you know, the coolest thing about this is Kat, you and I were going to record something and Melanie, you and I were going to record something and I was like, wait, we could actually do this together and come up with a topic that we can all connect and resonate with and then just make it the first time I did something different on the podcast and I love seeing what people like seeing what works and having two other people and letting the listeners get insights and thoughts and perspectives from different places is really valuable. So thanks for sharing your stories, being vulnerable, telling your past, you know, good, bad, or otherwise with everyone that's listening. Cause you don't have to. And it means a lot to me. Thanks. Thank you.
1: Thank I think it was a cool way for the three of us to connect in a different way than we have. So thanks for the
0: opportunity. Yeah, new reasons to like or not like each other. I
1: like you both (laughs) or love each other. There we go. Nice.
0: We're going to end on that. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening. I trust that you guys got something of value for yourself or you created something of value for yourself. I know that you can take this episode and take a look at your relationship to spirituality, your relationship to religion, your relationship to whatever you believe is out there for you and take a look at it outside of what you're indoctrinated in, outside of what you were told to believe, outside of the stories, the myths, and really take a look at what would support you in creating the life you want. And what's the spiritual practices that you want to cultivate or bring more into the fold of your life? If you're interested in connecting with either of the guests from today's show, Catherine Wood, you can find at catherineawood.com, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-A-W-O-O-D.com. Or you can find her at Unbounded Potential on Instagram. U-N-B-O-U-N-D-E-D-P-O-T-E-N-T-I-A-L. And if you want to catch up with Melanie Piaz, you can do so on Instagram at butterfly underscore Melanie. B-U-T-T-E-R-F-L-Y underscore M-E-L-A-N-I. I'm sure they would love to hear from you and love to hear your thoughts. And as you know, you can connect with me, Alex Terranova at thedreammason.com or inspirational Alex on Instagram. Thanks for listening. thanks for listening to another episode of the dream mason podcast please subscribe to the dream mason podcast so you don't miss an episode share it with a friend and give us a review on itunes i am grateful to have had you here if you want more you can follow or reach out to me alex terranova on instagram at inspirational alex or at thedreammason.com or email me at alex at thedreammason.com. And remember, you are a Dream Mason because your dreams
1: don't build themselves.